Buenos dias from Diamond Springs. This is the Rorschach Venezuela update from 10th of February 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. On Sunday the 6th of February, the Trinidad and Tobago Coast Guard opened fire on a migrant boat from Venezuela. The Coast Guard killed a nine-month-old baby and wounded his mother. They alleged that it was in self-defense because they feared for their lives. Both Nicolas Maduro and Juan Guaido demanded the government of Trinidad and Tobago to take responsibility for the baby's murder. Different international agencies such as the UN and the UN Refugee Agency expressed their solidarity towards the baby's mother and communicated that this incident reveals the need to create safer routes for migrants and refugees. On Tuesday the 8th, a group of protesters gathered peacefully in front of the embassy of Trinidad and Tobago to demand justice. In Mexico, on Tuesday, 1st of February, a group of migrants began a hunger strike to force the government to grant them humanitarian visas to be able to move freely across the country. This group of 20 people is made up of migrants from Nicaragua, Cuba, El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras. However, the Mexican authorities did not give in to the hunger strike. Thus, put more pressure on the government. On Sunday, the 6th of February, 10 of the migrants chained themselves as symbolically representing their feeling of imprisonment. On Thursday, the 3rd, the Venezuelan activist in Colombia, Francine Howard, denounced that the Colombian registrar's office revoked approximately 42,000 Venezuelan identification cards without any justification or clarification. The Colombian newspaper Semana said that the revocation is due to the purging process carried out in the National Identity Registry because a large number of documents of Colombian-Venezuelan citizens do not comply with the legal requirements or have been forged. Let's move on to some local news. On Sunday the 6th, the police had to close the Autopista Regional del Centro which connects Caracas with the cities in the west of the country due to a shooting. It was reported through social media that two criminal gangs were clashing at the site and that the police intervened. The police found a cell phone at the scene confirming that one of the gangs was that of Koki, the criminal who kept western Caracas under siege for several days last year due to armed confrontations. On Tuesday the 8th, mixed police commission said they killed El Koki. On social media, both journalists and citizens are asking for proof of this. El Koki was one of the most powerful and wanted criminals in the country, and until recently, he was believed to be outside Venezuela. On Tuesday, 1st of February, after almost three years of persecution, the case of the communicator Luis Carlos Diaz was archived which means that the influencer and activist now enjoys full freedom. Luis Carlos was imprisoned by the Maduro government on March 12 of 2019, where he underwent an arbitrary legal process. And after he was released, he was forbidden to leave the country and make comments about his legal process. Since last week, the hashtag AKBDAMEMIDINERO has been trending in Venezuela due to the fact that this currency exchange agency has allegedly defrauded hundreds of users. On Sunday the 6th, a group of prominent journalists who received their payments through the platform denounced that since December last year, they have not been able to withdraw their money. 
AKB Fintech restricted their Instagram and Twitter accounts and issued a statement saying that their web platform would be under review. The building of one of the longest-running newspapers in the country, El Nacional, was recently awarded to Diostado Cabello. He received the building and its land as compensation on the 27th of January through a defamation lawsuit against the new paper. The Inter-American Press Association described this event as the consummation of a robbery, since the act was not only carried out in a regular manner, but also they claimed it was another attempt of the socialist dictatorship to silence the independent media. On the 25th of January, the Ministry of Transportation increased airport departure taxes by more than 150%. The amounts are currently quoted in Petros, the unit of measurement equivalent to the price of oil, and will be different if the ticket is purchased in bolivars or in foreign currency. The foreign currency rate is being much higher. The tax will be reflected in the tickets with the acronym AK and will range from 28 US dollars to 80 US dollars for international flights purchased in foreign currency. In economic news on Wednesday the 2nd, the government of Nicolas Maduro announced that the reverse requirement will be reduced from 85 to 73%, a measure that many economists consider insufficient as it continues to greatly limit the supply of credit products to both individuals and companies. In addition to this, the government announced that it will inject more than 70 million US dollars into the national banking system to allow banks to make loans equivalent to 10% of the amounts deposited in foreign currency by users in financial institutions. Meanwhile, the controversial law on taxation of larger financial transactions underwent a modification in the second discussion in the National Assembly on Thursday the 3rd. The tax will be between 2 and 20% for any transaction made in foreign currency within the country. It was agreed that remittances received by Venezuelan citizens from abroad will be excluded from this tax. On Monday, the 7th of February, the United Nations Industrial Development Organization, operating in Venezuela, informed that it will implement three pilot projects in the country to produce agricultural inputs such as biocontrollers, fertilizers, and soil improvement agents. Some international news, Joe Biden's government is analyzing Chevron's proposal to allow the company to commercialize Venezuelan oil shipments. This way, Venezuela would be able to pay the debt the country owes to the company, which, due to the transactions imposed by Donald Trump's administration, has not been able to be repaid. And to close this update with good news, the Venezuelan Ariana Godoy, only 32 years old, is one of the most read authors on the Wattpad platform with more than one and a half million followers. Her novel A Traves de Mi Ventana was first acquired by the publishing house Planeta and later Netflix adapted her creation into a movie, which will be released soon on the platform. Congratulations, Ariana. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Let's paraphrase the one and only Miranda Priestley from The Devil Wears Prada. Ads in podcasts? Groundbreaking. Tell your friends about us so we don't have to include ads in our podcasts. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at venezuela at rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram at Rorschach Venezuela and Twitter at Rorschach V. Hasta la próxima. Thank you.